Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to another episode of Keep the Receipts, the One Man Fast Break. I'm your host, Altamash, and yep, gotta say it, it's been a while since I recorded a podcast. Won't get into the details of my reasonings, I uh, just need to be better with it, but you know, I was on vacation, but that's no excuse as for why the podcast was not released. Um, honestly, there hasn't been much to talk about. Thank God the NFL season is starting tomorrow. So I can kind of get my mind off of Chelsea and their abysmal play. But aside from that, of course, the big gigantic news, which will be the main topic of this podcast, which is Chelsea firing Thomas Tuchel from his role as manager of the team. And just first of all, outrageous ridiculous I don't know what the heck was going on I woke up in the morning again came back from vacation really tired was on my phone you know like everybody does you get up in the morning you check your phone that's the first thing you do and I saw the tweet and I just I really thought it was a fake account and it wasn't real then I scrolled a further uh, scroll down a further few more tweets and there were more tweets about they parted ways with Thomas Tuchel. And I just could not believe it. I went to the Chelsea account. And sure enough, it was there. Thomas Tuchel is no longer the coach of Chelsea Football Club. And I, I just I just really thought, I can't believe it. I still can't believe it that Thomas Tuchel is no longer the coach. And, you know, the biggest thing, the biggest takeaway from this is I feel like it's way too early to fire him. I mean, of course, the results have not been great. Chelsea have not started off the season very well. Just like Liverpool. Liverpool has actually been worse, to tell you the truth. But we know that Chelsea ownership, their previous ownership with, under Roman Abramovich, had a very quick trigger. They, If you weren't delivering results, they got rid of you. And I thought maybe with Todd Bowley, it'd be a little bit more in the sense that he would take a little more time to make his decision. But it seems like he's got a trigger that's even quicker than Abramovich. Or this was already in the plans for a while and this just they just needed a reason for it to happen. Of course, losing in the Champions League in Croatia to Dinamo Zagreb is unacceptable. And don't get me wrong, Chelsea should have won that game. They did Chelsea sh- should go into the game to win. But watching the game, Chelsea created no chances. And the few that they did, they just completely spoiled them with bad play. There was a couple chances in the beginning for Obama Yang. And I think like it was his first game. He was trying to be a little too unselfish when he had chances to shoot the ball in front of goal. He passed the ball out, um, you know, try to square the ball. And it ended up actually hurting the team because if Chelsea get a first goal or one or two goals in the first half, they can wrap that game up. Um, but such is life in soccer. It's kind of... You have a bad game and the team scores and, you know, they beat us crazy on a, car, a, a counterattack. Koulibaly played up front and then Orsic, you know, he beat Fafana to the ball and then he chipped it over Kepa Riza Balaga and, you know, you lose 1-0. That happened in soccer and it sucks. And, uh, I mean, I was frustrated watching that game. But it's too early. Chelsea just got Obama Yang and Fafana's just only been there for a week, a weekend and a half. And so it's like you got to give time for the team to gel. And, of course, things weren't looking great. And I'm not going to admit it. I mean, it wasn't fun watching Chelsea play. So it's not like 
I was happy with the product, but I also was like, hey, they got Kukurea. They got like five, six, seven, eight different new players. You got to give them time for it to work. It's not, it's like anything else. It doesn't just, you can't just put all these parts together and expect it to just be a well-oiled machine right off the bat. It takes time. And unfortunately, unlike, you know, a lot of teams, like maybe like Man City, for example, they've had majority of their players already there. They just added a big, they just added Erling Holland, who's going to win the golden boot, like I predicted, most likely. But they had majority of the team already there, so they don't necessarily need to incorporate five, six different players. They're only incorporating one, and they had an entire offseason to do so. Chelsea's trying to figure out on the run while they're playing Champions Leagues, while they're playing Premier League games, while they're going to be playing FA Cups and League Cup games. So it's completely different, and Todd Bully was too quick to get rid of him. And it's just, I, I don't I don't get it. I still don't understand how, what the decision was to get rid of him. The guy won a Champions League six months into his Champions into his career at Chelsea. Like the guy delivered the biggest trophy in six months, and he had just got his players. You just spent like three hundred million dollars, over three hundred million U.S. dollars, and got the players that he wanted. If you thought he wasn't the coach or he wasn't the guy, the right guy for the job, why would you go get the signings that he wanted? You went and got Fafana for him. You went and got Pierre Emerick Aubameyang, the guy he coached under uh, at Borussia Dortmund all those years ago. Then you ended up getting uh, Denis Zakaria from Juventus, Swiss international, to come play that defensive midfield role. All those pieces, first of all, Aubameyang only played 50, 50 or so minutes under Thomas Tuchel in the game two days ago, and that's it. And his career is uh, Chelsea's. That's the only time he's going to play under Thomas Tuchel under, uh, as a Chelsea coach. So it's crazy. Zakaria didn't even get a chance to play. So all the pieces that Thomas Tuchel got, he didn't even get a chance to even use, utilize all of them to see, hey, which ones work, which ones don't. And from all the reports that they're saying is, you know, Tuchel and his staff were completely shocked. Yeah, the results weren't great. And I was just as shocked as he was. So imagine if a, like a fan is shocked, like the level of shock that the coach feels is probably 10x, 100x. And... The reason I know that it was sort of a bad and kind of quick decision is because literally not one person on Twitter that I've read have stated that it was a good move and they should have done it. That's 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 a sign of something. That means something. Most times on Twitter, there's always some crazy person saying, oh, this was a good move, this was whatever. Like, there's always differ- differentiating opinions, but... I can swear 99% of the tweets that I've read from rival fans, from fans, from analysts, from people that cover the game, from former players, everybody is kind of astounded by this this firing. And the real truth is Thomas Tuchel is the best, best coach on the market right now. So if there's a coach that gets fired and it's a big club, Thomas Tuchel is going to be in line for that job because he's that good. He's a great tactician. We saw what he did for Chelsea and... It was premature. It's not like the Frank Lampard situation where Frank Lampard had he had been coached for an entire year, and then it was a it was in December. It had been a whole string of losses. It looked like things weren't getting better. They weren't even defending. This was six days after the transfer window just closed. Like you got to give him at least till maybe October, November. Like if you think he if you think he's not the guy, that's fine. 
get rid of him earlier. Don't do it right after you sign all the players that he wanted, right? It just doesn't make any sense. And reports are that the move was in the works for about a week or so. And like there's differentiating reports, but a lot of them say that the moves the move was already going to happen after the the debacle on a 4-0 loss in preseason to Arsenal. Again, bro, it's preseason. Like, I don't get a Todd Bowley. I respect him because of the money and the money he's spending, and he's trying to prove Chelsea. He's trying to put Chelsea on the map and prove himself as a new owner, which I respect and I applaud. As a fan, you want to get the best players, and you got to pay a lot to get the best players. So I respect that. But this move was res- rushed, and I feel like miscalculated. But it's just the reality of the situation, and we're gonna have to kind of live with it as Chelsea fans. And you know, hopefully. If the move, let's just say, was in the works for weeks, as they as reports are stating, that means they're ready to get Graham Potter from Brighton. If that's the case, I actually, obviously, I want to keep Thomas Tuchel, but obviously, that's not going to be the case no more. Graham Potter is a great move for Chelsea to go get. He's a guy. He's got Brighton playing really well, and from everything that I've read and heard. He's a guy who is great at understanding the tacti- tactical perspective of the game, but also he's a great man-manager of players. And that's a big thing. I think um, a lot of the reports are saying that, you know, th- he kind of, Thomas Tuchel lost the locker room and the players really weren't buying into it and that they were kind of happy that he got fired. Um, again, these are all reports, so don't know how much of it is true, how much of it isn't really true. But if Graham Potter can come in and he can, kind of fix that locker room the talent is there the talent is 100% there we know the Chelsea should be fighting for the Premier League they should be fighting for the Champions League they have that kind of talent but right now they're playing like an average mid-table team and if Graham Potter can come in but that's the same thing with Graham Potter he's gonna need some time you can't expect Graham Potter to come in and start delivering the good like I would love to see it you know every time Chelsea's fired their coach um, prematurely to an extent they won the Champions League so I guess Grand Potter's going to come in and win the Champions League and everything's going to be dandy and roses um, but that's easier said than done by a mile I thought when they fired Tom, uh, when they fired Frank Lampard I thought it was a little premature it should have given him a little bit more time but I could understand that this one seems a, way more rushed in terms of their decision making but again there's a whole new regime in charge so it's not the same old regime no more Petr Cech no more Marina Garnaskaya so all these top end football people that were making decisions for Chelsea Football Club are no longer there and that's Todd Bowley and his group of his group of uh, of investors and uh, you know football people that he's got on his team trying to figure things out and so based on everything they're saying Thomas uh, I mean Grand Potter is going to become the coach and everything's already set up. So the fact that they're moving so quickly and they've already got approval from Brighton shows that maybe they did have this stuff in mind for the last week or so or whatever the time frame might be. And everything is pointing towards he's going to be the coach and they're trying to get him in so he can be uh, he can actually be on the sidelines for the game against Fulham. I'm excited for Grand Potter. I do not want Mauricio Pochettino. Um, Zidane probably won't come here so I'm not really even taking to, taking that into consideration if he was available and he was considering it 
Zinedine Zidane should be the number one on the list, but he doesn't speak English. He's not yeah, from every all the reports says he doesn't want to come to England. And so Grand Potter is a great replacement for Thomas Tuchel. I would love to see him strive and do great, but like again, my theme of this is I just didn't expect it. It almost seems so quick, like it's kind of surprising. But uh, looking forward to the season turning around. Hopefully Chelsea, you know, this kind of gives the players a kick in the backside that new coach will come in, kind of, you know, rejuvenate them, put some more life into the team because the, the team looks lifeless on the field. And it's kind of hard to say, like, we were, we're supposed to dominate a team like Dinamo Zagreb. Like, Chelsea should be winning 3-0, 4-0. Like, Chelsea should be annihilating these kind of teams. And now they're the bottom of the group. Milan tied. So obviously Zagreb is number uh, one on the in the group of the Champions League, and they got three points, and Chelsea has zero. So Chelsea really need to get their act together. Um, but we'll see what happens. We'll see how the players respond to this. We'll see how the fans re- respond to this. I'm genuinely um, hoping for the best. I didn't like the move, but you got to live with what it, what the consequences are, what the situation is now. Hoping for the best. And also, the NFL season is starting, so I will record a podcast about the season preview either tomorrow or Friday, kind of discussing who I think is going to win the Super Bowl, and we'll kind of go from there. I'm hopefully going to be more consistent with my podcast. If my voice sounds not the best, I apologize. Allergies haven't been the best to me this time. Um, I'm still trying to recover, still feel really tired, but I will try to get an episode out um, within the next couple of days to you guys regarding the NFL and then hopefully consistently every week regarding the Premier League, Champions League and the NFL until obviously the NBA season starts and then we'll have definitely like all the the sports going, multiple topics. It's going to be a great ride. Cannot wait for the NFL season to start tomorrow. Again, on that note, thank you guys so much for listening and I'm out.